Hey y'all, hey. Are you drinking your water? Are you minding your business? I love to see it. I'm Angel Glassell. Welcome to Hydrated and Healed, a podcast that combines a full glass of real life conversations with a nourishing splash of healing. There's so much chaos happening in the world and possibly in your personal life. My goal is to help you navigate the chaos by staying hydrated and healed. Single people, y'all all right? Are y'all navigating these tsunami waves in the dating pool okay? Cause honey, it's, it's raggedy and it's yellow. One thing y'all gonna learn about me, they're my favorite words, raggedy and ghetto. Y'all know I like the TikTok audios, but that whole little audio, the pressure is getting worse. Like, it's really these streets. It is so real. Whether you're in your 20s or in your 80s, I feel like this conversation is relatable to you. Okay? I want to talk about something called the pressure. And it's something that I had to check recently because baby, navigating these ghetto dating streets, I realized what was happening in this situation. And I was like, mm-mm, I don't like this. I don't like this. So let's get into it, okay? Grab your water, grab your business, and let's go into it. I have been single for a long time. A long time, like, it's been a long, long time. Like, long time. All right? My last committed relationship was back in 2010. That's when I broke up with him. Now, in between the relationship, I've had some situationships that we're going to talk about. And I'm about to be transparent with y'all. And it's going to be okay. I was with him my ex we were on and off for about five years um super sweet guy super super sweet there are things that i've learned from him that i do desire to be in my next relationship but different person right stay with me because i don't want y'all to be like dang she missed him i do not I do not, but I learned a lot from him. I would say that he was my first real boyfriend, okay? So around the time when I ended things with him, which was for multiple reasons. One, I was heavy in church and he would attend church, but he didn't make that decision on his own. And then also, there were interests in other people on both parts. So I was interested in somebody else. He was interested in somebody else, but we was just like trying to fight and make it work. And then the last one, we did some things, but we didn't go full out. So I think because we didn't go full out sexually, that that also played a reason. Now I can't speak for him on his behalf, but this is just my story and it's my podcast so i can talk about it how i want to talk about it all right i was about 22 um and he was a little bit older than me not much maybe like three or four years y'all gotta you know make sure i ain't missing nothing 
So after I broke up with him, we continued to be friends and I knew all his business, he knew all my business. And this was up until the time he made the decision to move back to his home state. One year for my birthday, I get a text message from him that says, hey, I just got engaged. And I'm like, okay, because you know, we knew each other's business. So if he likes somebody, I do it. If I like somebody, he knew it. So he tells me he's engaged. And I'm like, okay. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, why are you telling me? I don't care. But because we had kind of kept this dialogue between us, I ain't think nothing of it too much, but I did, if that makes sense. So anywho, I am getting dressed. I'm about to go to dinner with friends. And he asked me if he could FaceTime me because he wanted to show me a picture of her. And y'all was like, I don't... The math is not mathing. I don't wanna see no picture. But I went along with it. So we're FaceTiming and I'm really not paying attention. I'm like looking but not looking, kinda don't care. I wanna say he showed me a picture of myself, but I don't remember because I was just not really interested. And my new crush, the new church crush, was participating in my birthday festivities with me. So I was like, listen, one monkey don't stop no show. Like, you engage, but he over here, and it's going to be okay. Go to dinner, have a good time. Go back to the room because I had like a little slumber party, hotel party, and um, new crush was there. And nothing happens, of course. Like, you know, we all just having a good time. Nothing happened. Second night, we end up at a kickback. It was part two. And the part two was at a mutual friend's house. So we go, there's liquid courage involved. And by the end of the night, honey, that man kissed me. And I was like, ooh, all right now. He didn't kiss me, that mean he liked me. Ow. Even though there were clear signs that said, no, do not enter, move around. So I go back and forth in this little situationship for a minute before I made the decision like, you know what, no. And there were also like mutual friends who were like encouraging there to be something and it was never really anything. Looking back now, I just, I know that it was just, it was what it was. There was no, I like you on his end. I liked him, but it was just a big mess, right? So that was situationship number one. Let me make sure I ain't forget nothing. All right. Um, this situationship lasted on and off up until I moved to New York. So if you haven't listened to episode one, you, you need to go listen to it. Cause then when I'm saying like New York and Tennessee, then you will know what I'm talking about. After you listen to it. All right. So now let's add situationship number two. Before I moved to New York, after I graduated, my mom and I had gotten to this really big argument and I moved in with my grandma and it was like a lot going on. So I came to Tennessee to take a breather and I stayed here until it was time for me to move to New York. 
So I'm here, I need a cell phone. My aunt and I go to Verizon, get a cell phone. I'm not even paying attention to this man who's checking me out, but my aunt points him out. Hey, he's checking you out. And I'm like, honey, I need a phone. So we go to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards and we're talking and engaging. Um, before I get into types, I'm not, gonna go, I'm not gonna go there just yet. So we're having conversations or whatever and we exchange numbers. I wanna say the next night we went to a hockey game and then like the next night we did not go out on no dates, y'all. It was like, come to my house and me, boo boo the boo and being raggedy, I went. So go to his house and he's definitely trying to push up on me. Not like full force, but he was testing the water. And I said, listen, I'm a virgin and I plan to stay a virgin until I am married. And he was like, okay, um, I may make that okay part. But in my mind, he was like, okay, I'm gonna, we gonna see about that. So we have sex after continuing to go to his house multiple times. And I remember right before I left to go to New York, I asked him, what, what are we? And he was like, I don't do long distance relationships and it's too early to put a title on anything. Cause this was probably like January. I wanna say I got to New York in May. All right, so real short turnaround. And during this time, it was like off and on, like we would talk, but didn't talk. The only time he would really call is when he wanted me to come over and get some action, kind of. But we would talk a little bit more, but not really. All right. Another clear case of run, do not enter. What are we doing? Cut it out. All right. Now, when I moved to New York, we still entertained each other. He came to New York a couple times to see me. Uh, he flew me out to see him. And this was kind of around the time where I was just like, what, what are we doing, sis? We making choices that we don't like, what are we doing? But I wasn't tapping into that. And I remember two things really about him. One, we go to Walgreens. And I'm like, why are we at Walgreens? And he says, I wanna buy a plan B. Now, when we would have sex, I was being raggedy, y'all. I told you I was raggedy. And we would use protection sometimes, sometimes we wouldn't. But he would never like go full out. I don't know who listened to this, so y'all know I'm trying to keep it as G-rated as possible, but I'm still trying to be transparent. So we wouldn't go full out. Like he wouldn't cross the finish line, if y'all know what I'm saying. So he was like, I wanna get a plan B so I can cross the finish line. And I said, no, sir, immediately no. I'm already not supposed to be having sex. I'm already not supposed to be having sex without protection. And now you trying to just go free balling and you want me to take a plan B? I immediately no. Okay. And the next day when I left and he dropped me off at the airport, I asked him again, like, what are, what are we doing? Like what's happening? And he basically snapped and was just like the same thing he told me. I got a lot going on and 
no relationship. Okay. And that kind of lasted up until I moved to Tennessee where he texted me saying that he was falling off the grid. All right. Now let's add situationship number three. This was just sex, clearly, because I had kind of stopped dating and entertaining, but then I was like, okay, maybe I could date. So this guy inboxes me and I'm thinking he liked me, but I don't really know. And he ended up coming over one time and I think he was testing the water and then I went over to his house and I was being raggedy and I engaged in behavior that I should not have engaged in, which set the tone for this whole sex only. So this guy, I mean, clear, do not enter, run, don't do it. He would call, he wouldn't even call, he might text. He would text on Sunday, not even Sunday, cause he had just left early in the morning from us being raggedy with each other oh and i'm just gonna go ahead and go ahead and mention that this guy was definitely a pastor i know y'all like Ooh, i know i'm being transparent somebody's gonna get helped up in here okay now with the situationship number three the pastor um, somewhere in between this time, situationship number one has come out that he is gay. And that was really like the, the grease that started warming up. And when the sizzling got to sizzling, I was like, okay, what's going on? Cause we're, we're not making good choices. We, we are not making good choices. And I want to say that maybe that came out before, that may have came out after situationship number two, the Walgreens. I don't remember the timing, but it was like, it was all right there, neck and neck, okay? And I remember getting in the mirror being like, hey, what's up? Do you love yourself? Because there is no way that you could love yourself the way that you say that you love yourself and you're engaging in this. So I had been having that conversation, right? The, the questions kind of started coming. And then my last time was situationship number three, y'all. I realized that I was not in the main bedroom while we was getting busy. I was in the side chick room. The, the bedroom that ain't had no designs in it. It was like the little basic comforter. And I wasn't in the room that had the crown on the wall. And with all the decor. I was like, this? Sis. Sis. And when I tell y'all, I got home and I said, okay. We making bad choices. We, we making bad choices and we got to figure out what's going on because all of these situations with the exception of the ex has something going on 
Okay, it was a lot. It's a lot going on. These were all red flags. These were all do not enter. Why are you entering and engaging in situations that clearly say do not enter, run the other way? So again, I got in the mirror and I said, Lord, what is happening? Why do I keep attracting inconsistent men? And why do I keep making these bad decisions? And God said, loud is day. What areas are you inconsistent with yourself? Now, while I was entertaining situationship number three, the pastor, I was teaching and coaching. I had just started teaching and coaching. So I was already feeling a shift in my life. Remember I told y'all, I feel like God planted me in that teaching position to get some stuff going because I needed to learn some lessons. And this is like all around the same time when my mind is like, something gotta change, something gotta give. Cause I'm not gonna keep doing this. I'm tired of looking back at this man and mid struggle talking about, are you done? Cause I'm over it. Okay, I'm cutting up. I'm being a little too transparent, but it's okay. It's okay. I realized that something had to change. <laughs> After situationship number three, I was intentional about taking myself off of the dating market. And I had to figure out what was going on. I decided to date myself. And after having that conversation with myself in the mirror and asking myself about loving me and asking God, why do I keep attracting inconsistent men? And God told me, in what areas are you inconsistent with yourself? I had started a YouTube channel twice by this time and I would start and I would stop and I would start and I would stop. And so God was like, what's up? Like, why do you keep doing that? Stop being inconsistent with yourself and start to set a standard and when you set that standard for yourself, then it's going to flow into the other areas in your life. Okay? Stay with me. Stay with me. And also, too, recognizing that I was a big ball of inconsistency, it started, it started this snowball effect of recognizing that I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't going to the doctor. I didn't have healthy relationships with my family, healthy relationships with my friends. I didn't know what my triggers were. It was just like a lot. So once I actually got somewhere and got some water and started minding my business, then I was able to start unpacking that stuff. All right? So now let's go to hydrated and healed, being birthed, past COVID, and I go on a cruise. I meet this guy. Initially, I'm like, this guy is not it. He's young. We don't want the same things. He is a friend and that's it. Because y'all up until then, honey, I was not entertaining or talking to no bad if you was a man i was not talking to you tune in for the next episode <laughs> and i'm gonna explain that but i'm 
entertaining this guy. This is last year that I go on this cruise and I meet him. Entertaining him in a friend zone way on the boat. Nothing happened, nothing sexual, nothing. Cause I was like, I'm not going, okay? Not going. So I get off the boat, we have a conversation and I realize that we just don't want the same thing. So we're, we're friends and we're gonna just be friends and it's gonna be okay. Well, fast forward to 2023, I'm having conversations with friends about, um, you know, dating, getting out there and possibly not overlooking someone because of their age and all this other stuff. And I go to a dance class. Now my friend, Oh, first let me say this too. Nobody's putting pressure on me in the aspect like, girl, you got to get married today or like you a loser. It ain't like that. We're just having conversations and they're just ultimately encouraging me to get back into the dating field because I had just been off for so long. So I go to um, a dance class with a friend and my friend is on the phone with one of her friends and in that moment i felt like dang like she on the phone so i need to be on the phone so i get on the phone and i'm talking to the guy who i met on the cruise who we had a conversation the previous year about us just being friends or whatever and I basically like bring up that conversation again and I'm like okay so like what would you say if I told you we gonna be together tomorrow and he was like yeah like I'll have to like think about it and I was like dang like what you mean think about it do you not know think about it I didn't say that but that's how I felt on the inside and so we have a conversation or whatever and it goes back to what I already knew that we're just not in the same space in what we want, meaning I desire a relationship, he doesn't, or he doesn't with me for whatever reason, which is none of my business. So I get home, after having that conversation, I go to bed and I wake up and I am just feeling some kind of way. And I'm like, why, like what's wrong and why are you feeling some kind of way? And I'm feeling some kind of way because I have engaged in this conversation with this guy who I already knew didn't desire or want to be in a relationship the way that I desired to be in a relationship. And so the, I asked myself two questions. I said, one, why did you feel the need to call someone when your friend was on the phone? Why couldn't you just let her be on the phone and you just do whatever you was doing. And then two, it was why did you initiate conversation about a relationship with someone you knew without a shadow of a doubt wasn't ready? And when I answered honestly, it was because I felt pressured. Again, not pressure from people saying, girl, you need to call him, you need to, you know, see what's up with that but pressure from myself feeling like I'm missing out or I need to be doing this because everyone else around me is doing it. And that 
took me down this whole roller coaster ride of my ex and my situationships. All right. So, situationship number one. Even though I knew deep down inside this wasn't what I needed to be doing, I realized that I entertained him because of pressure. Right? My ex who is now in, married and babies and married life looks so good on him. I am so happy for him. He is saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. Love the Lord. Boom. Right. But at the time he wasn't. So I entertained situationship number one because he was engaged. We broke up. I wanted something different. And I had friends in my ears saying, you know, he like you and y'all would be so cute together. Even though his actions told me otherwise. His actions said no. His actions said I only want to entertain you when there's alcohol involved. And that's it. But I felt the need to subject myself and entertain him because pressure that I put on myself. Right? Situationship number two. Ghetto, honey. Get, ghetto. All of them really ghetto, but ghetto. That man clearly told me what it was from day one. That he didn't want to be in a long distance relationship. And it was too early to put a title on anything. Why did I feel the need to continue to do that? Because everyone around me was dating. My cousin had a boyfriend. There was some conversation about, oh, like you ain't had sex with him. Are you sure you're related to us? Cause at our age, we was doing this and we was doing that. And again, I'm taking full accountability for my own actions because nobody said, Angel, you need to go to his house and do this tonight or else. But for some reason, I felt the need to have something and that's why I kept asking what are we what are we doing the pressure even though it was clear up front and in my face multiple times sis he is just not that into you unless he want what's in between your legs harsh realization but it's the truth and again, this is not a bashing session. I ain't trying to speak on nobody or be bad, but I had to look within and understand why I was making those choices. And I made those choices because I was placing unnecessary pressure on myself, right? Situationship number three, I initiated sex with him. I ain't even been to the parent front. That was all me. And I had to figure out why Why was I doing that? And then after I initiated sex with him, I tried to go back and be like, okay, hold up. What, what are we? Even though I never had a what are we conversation to him, but I, I wanted to see if I could, one, try the sex with no strings attached which I learned very early on that I cannot do. It just doesn't work for me. 
And then two, after I realized, no, tried to spin the block and be like, well, maybe this could be something else. But before I could even dig deep in that hole, it was just like, you know what? No, this ain't it, right? Period, point blank. And the beauty in all of this is once I laid it all out about how raggedy I was being, and honest with myself, I was able to accept the role that I played. I was able to forgive myself. And I was also able to forgive the people that I was engaging in raggedy behaviors with and move differently. So before I fully committed to the process of healing this mess, I did reach out to my ex to spin the block. This was probably, yeah, this was after, um, situationship number three the fast so i reached out to my ex to try to spin the block because by this time he had gotten saved he was in church and i was like maybe this could work because out here is ghetto and i don't like that and during my raggedy days he had reached out to me and was trying to get back together and i was just like nah like that's it so i was like you know what let me go back and see if he if the option is still on the table because I'm finna take it. Well, he was in a committed relationship and I think they were either engaged. I think they were engaged. And we just had like a very long conversation. It was a really good conversation. Not on no, like I want you back, but it was just like a really good, like close the chapter conversation. And I remember laying in bed and I just like cried. And I was like, God, I need for you to remove these soul ties. And I need you to help me move in a way that's going to glorify you. And I remember apologizing and hearing him say these things, which has been over like a course of two years or two-ish years. So one, rejection is God's protection. When I got the call about situationship number one coming out that he was gay, yes, I felt some way. But immediately, God was like, that's why. That's why I didn't allow that to happen. Because when you're in it, sometimes you feel like, dang, Lord, you're just not giving me what I want. You just really want me out here single. You just, like, why he don't like me? You start questioning yourself. Rejection is God's protection. So now I'd be like, Lord, reject me. Like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. Situationship number two fell off the grid because he had a baby that was on the way. I was like, ooh, okay. Situationship number three, it came out that I wasn't the only person he was sending what you doing text to. He was showing up to multiple women's houses in the middle of the night for some booty. I'm being real. I'm being so real. So now I'm like, you know what, Lord? It's not my job to understand why I'm being rejected, but it's my job to understand that your plan is the best plan. And when I just stop being raggedy and follow your plan, I'm good. And I'm going to be good. So remember, if you get in a no, 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 take a step back. 
and realize that you know what this might be god's way of keeping something out out your path that you really don't got no business being entangled in okay so lord reject me okay so rejection is god's protection there's protection in god's limitations so the word clearly talks about having sex before marriage and at first i used to think like well this is just something natural that my body's gonna do and i was late in the game when i started doing anything sexually like i was well with my ex i want to say i was at least 19 or 20 and then i didn't engage with sex or situationship number two until i was like in my 20s like i was maybe 22 23 so i was like a late bloomer in the the sex department but looking back now like if i could i would wait because soul ties are a thing okay so if if you can it would be wise to just do it god's way because honey when i go to the doctor now my gyn there is so much peace and comfort knowing that when I get on that table and she check for everything, that them results are good. Ain't no pregnancy scares. Ain't no STDs running around here. Baby, we good because I ain't doing nothing. All right, so there is protection in God's limitations, okay? So I'm going to need a ring and a last name change before we bust in anything wide open okay forgive yourself because god has forgiven you i did what i thought was best but now i know better so i do better i am not my past i'm so thankful that god is, extends grace and mercy because baby baby if it wasn't for that grace and mercy All of those situationships could have ended differently, but because of God's grace and mercy, I'm glad that they ended in a way that didn't leave me with detrimental things. And even if for the ones who like, you know, was it, well, it can God not clean detrimental things? Absolutely he can, absolutely he can. But I just thank God for only leaving with some soul ties and wisdom and growth all right so i thank god for cleaning up them soul ties it's a great feeling to see that person and not get nothing no nothing not feel like oh that was my first uh-uh clean it up lord okay also what's for you is for you slow and steady wins the race god knows me he knows my heart's desires he knows my fears God knows me from the inside out, outside in, head to toe, all over. And all I have to do is trust him. Are there areas in my life that still need work? Yes. <laughs> yes, there will always be something in my life that needs working. But as long as I stick with God, baby, I'm going to be okay. There was some conversation when my ex got married, if he was the one that got away and like, do I wish that we would have ended up together? Um, 
because again he's married now he has children he honey serving the lord all that and my answer used to be well dang like maybe he, he is the one that got away and you know will god not come back and spin the block for me and now i'm like no what's for me is for me and if that was for me i would have it and i am happy for him i'm happy for all my situationships okay go on and be great over there but i trust that god is going to reveal and give me the things that i desire in his time and i don't want it a second before so when it comes to well did i miss out did i you know am i gonna be single for the rest of my life it's so easy to fall into that trap but no when you roll with god and you're communicating with him you're praying Baby, you got to trust that what's for you is for you and it will not miss you. And I know that my kingdom man is out there looking for me. And I'm going to continue drinking my water, minding my business. And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to get cute and go outside and, and do what I need to do to be found. But in God's timing. All right. Um, I'm happy to say that I have been celibate for six years. It literally was the best decision that I have ever made. It's the best feeling to know that all is well when I go to the doctor. It's the best feeling to not have soul ties. It's the best feeling to be able to go into a relationship and not have my judgment clouded because of emotions that would not be there had I just taken a moment to wait. And I don't want to jump into anything because I'm just feeling pressured. You know, like, like I said, I'm 35 and obviously I desire to be married, but I don't want to jump into something just for the sake of saying that I'm, I have something because everybody else around me is doing it. I want to relax and enjoy being my authentic true self i want to fall in love being my authentic and true self in my time and in god's time really in god's time but i don't want to do something because i feel like oh you're running out of time and and oh if, if i don't do it then it'll never happen because i've learned that when i do allow myself to get frustrated my frustration comes from a lack of faith that God is going to show up and show out for me. And one thing I can say is that God shows up and shows out for me. So I'm going to stand firm in that the way he does it for me in all these other areas in my life, he's going to do it in all areas in my life. Okay? So... What I need for you to do if you're watching and you're like, dang, like that's relatable and I feel some kind of way, be your authentic self. Drink your water, mind your business, and stop making decisions because you feel like you're running out of time. Stop making decisions because you feel like there's no one else. Pray, ask God to reveal his plan to you, and wait patiently for him to reveal it. Because sometimes God be holding out on details. And Because, honey, I've been asking for the longest time. What's, what's going on? 
but I know one thing to be true. Even though he's giving me bits and pieces, I've made the decision that I'm gonna stick with him. And when I stick with him, I win every single time. So when you stick with God, you gonna win every single time. That doesn't mean that you're not gonna have no bumps in the road, because that's just the way life is set up. You're gonna have some bumps in the road. But remember what I said, God is not wasteful and he uses everything to work out for our good. Let me take a sip. Mm. <clears throat> I want to end by saying you would never be enough for the wrong one. I'm going to say that again. You will never be enough for the wrong one. So until you meet the right one, practice being enough for yourself. You can find me at Hydrated and Healed or Angel Glass Cell on Instagram. If you're tuning in by way of YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, don't forget to rate, review, comment, subscribe, all that. Okay, all that. And that's all who? Hydrated and healed. Bye, guys.